Welcome back to another episode. And then there were two. Your uh, bi-weekly, well, bi-weekly now, but your bi-weekly college podcast. We talk about any and everything sports-related regarding football, basketball, you name it. We're talking about it. Um, I'm Kenny, as always, your host. I'm here with Sarah for the day again. And um, looking forward to a <laughs> event-filled, event-filled podcast. We got a lot to talk about. We missed the week, so... You know, we're trying to catch up, but um, we'll go ahead and jump into the first topic. Uh, we'll talk about, because um, obviously we missed a week last week, you know, the games happened, whatever. Um, Carolina lost, so that was the epitome of my week. But um, <laughs> coming into this week, uh, you know, there's it's been a lot of quarterback controversy, surprisingly, around the league. It's been a lot of those. I know, um, like you said, we missed last week, but uh, Terod Taylor. <laughs> his team doctors tried to take him out. Let's just, let's just say that. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says, but they, they tried to take him out, man. Because he, okay, so Terod's always had rib problems, and he he's played through cracked ribs, um, bruised ribs, you know. That's kind of been like his one uh, ailment that's, you know, kind of held him back, so to speak. And I guess it kind of flared up after week one or something like that, man. But they tried to give him a pain-killing shot, which the NFL, they, they love serving players drugs anyways, but they tried to give him a pain-killing shot. Doctor completely missed and <laughs> punctured this man's lungs, catapulting uh, Justin Herbert into the starting spot literally minutes before kickoff. Like, they they did not find out. C- Coach <laughs> Coach Anthony Lynn walked up to Justin Herbert right before the kickoff and said, oh, yeah, you're starting. <laughs> Get ready, bud. <laughs> like, how do you how do you feel about that one, SK? How, how did you feel? That, listen, Kenny, that was the wildest wildest story I've I've heard in a brick. When I when Adam Schefter came out with that tweet talking about, oh yeah, uh, you know Tyrod Taylor's team doctor, the Chargers team doctor punctured his lungs on accident. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> how how does somebody that goes to school, right, they go to undergraduate, they take their master's, they get their PhD, and they have years of experience, eight years of school, years of experience. How do you accidentally puncture a, l- a lung on your starting quarterback? I'll, I'll tell you what, Kenny, that doctor was a big Justin Herbert fan because there's no <laughs> other logical, feasible excuse for why you would puncture, how you managed to even do that. <laughs> And they were they were joking about it on Twitter, but that lawsuit is gonna be hefty. I mean, oh hefty. God. As soon as Tyrod puts that in, the damn Tyrod Taylor Chargers. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm suing everything breathing in that office if they puncture my lung. Like, like you said, this man went to school for however many years for this. Had to get all these certifications, degrees, and all, and he missed. <laughs> he missed. <laughs> Like, what do you tell Terod, bro? Oops. Like, my God. <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, you, you just can't. That, that, that's incredible. But, um, man, I don't know. I know when I read the headline, because obviously the, the puncture lung story didn't come out until like a couple of days after. But when I first saw that he had, like, chest pains, I thought, COVID. Like, oh, <laughs> oh God. Mm. COVID done caught this man and came back from a 3-1 off the top rope and got him, but no, nah, it wasn't that. But um, we'll uh, transition to another quarterback controversy. And this happened this past week. Mitch Trubisky is out of here. He's gone. His era in Chicago is done. 
there's no other way to even it, it's done. And I, I didn't watch the game. I, I didn't because I don't watch Bears games. But <laughs> I, I honestly, because I've been watching Red Zone and I didn't think he was playing like terrible. Like they were still like they weren't getting beat by forty, but they weren't like you know what I'm saying they weren't winning. They were losing by maybe a touchdown or so. And I'm thinking, oh, it's just a regular Bears game. They'll come back out of nowhere again, which the Bears are 3-0, surprisingly. Don't know how that is happening, but they are. Um, but, yeah, out of nowhere, I've I seen people on Twitter talking about it's Nick Foles' time, and I'm just kind of like, they pulled him? Like, what What happened? <laughs> <laughs> how did you react to that when you saw that one uh, happen on Twitter? Kenny, Nick Foles is not your regular Debbie, regular scrub, you know. He's not just a backup to be a backup. He's not Landry Smith or whoever the Pittsburgh backup was. This mm-hmm. is a Super Bowl winning MVP, okay? okay? This is not your regular backup. You know, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, I got the stats right here. He went 13 for 22, 128 yards. He wasn't – he was okay. He was mediocre. Right? Bridgestone he was mediocre. Dueler- and they needed something to jumpstart – Jumpstart the offense, and that the answer was Nick Foles. The, the answer was Nick Foles. I mean, he came in there, drops three touchdowns like it's nothing. He's the Super Bowl MVP for a reason. And this man, listen, I'm it's bittersweet for me, and I know it's bittersweet for you because Mr. Bisky used to be a quarterback at UNC. We used to follow him. Um, so uh, let me <laughs> let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there because I've always been on the trend that Mitch is not that great. I've always thought Mitch was okay. I never said he was a scrub. I didn't say it was bad, but I was never enthusiastic about him at Carolina as I was about, you know what I'm saying, Marquise Williams, his, um, the quarterback came before him. I was never as enthusiastic about him as I was about Marquise. So let's not go that far, but continue, though. Let's, let's not go that far. <laughs> anyway, anyway, as soon as when Mitch Trubisky got chosen num- number two overall, you know, I was pretty excited because, again, a UNC fan, but after seeing him play, I mean – Shoot, if I was the head coach, I would have took him out ages ago. I would have traded him to another team because he just can't play. I, I I really can't describe it. You know, you're the number two overall pick in the same draft that saw Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So, exactly. You know, they it, it felt like it was a pressure on the Chicago Bears coaching staff to actually play Mr. Bisky. And I'm glad they finally had the guts to make this decision of, going away from him. And now they're back to the QB1 search, you know. But with the way Nick Foles played yesterday, hey, it might be another special season. You know, a little Fitz magic, a little BDN coming back. So, hey, can't wait. But see, and we'll touch on Fitz magic in a second. But see, here's my thing with uh, Nick Foles. As a backup and a guy that can step in and, you know, to t- change the tides of, or just the, I, the whole – he can reroute the whole energy of a franchise. Not taking that from him. But to count on him as a viable franchise quarterback and an option, we've seen this happen in Jacksonville. I mean, granted, he broke his collarbone, like, first – I think in the second or third game or something like that. Like, it was a pretty quick exit. But you just – it's weird because you can't count on him to be a franchise quarterback, but you can count on him to be a solid backup quarterback and come in and literally win games. It would win a Super Bowl MVP. Like, it's just – it is a weird situation up there, man. It is weird. It is. It is. But to have somebody that you can trust and Nick Foles that back you up, it seems like when there's no pressure on him, Nick Foles really performs. Like, in that Super Bowl with the Eagles, 
everyone, nobody expected him to go out and perform like he did. So there was absolutely no pressure on him. Like he could have been the worst player on the field and it wouldn't have been too bad because nobody expected him to do this. But when he got paid that that ridiculous contract by the Jaguars and he actually had to perform, it, and it wasn't necessarily his fault because he did have a broken collarbone, but he wasn't living up to the same expectations. So now in this situation, he doesn't have the high expectation. You know, Mr. Bisky's out. All you have to do if you're Nick Foles is play better than Mitch or not even play better than Mitch. All you have to do is have the offense look better with you than it did with Mitch Trubisky. And I don't think that's going to be a difficult task for him because whew, the, the offense wasn't going anywhere with Mitch. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good. Whew. But, you know, Nick Foles, I can see him doing a little, making a little something shake. And like you said, they may be imposters, but they are three and O's. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, we'll, we'll stay in the uh, realm of quarterbacks. We'll... Let's talk about the Eagles. Let's talk about Carson Wentz, man. Now, me personally, I have always been on the – and I, I literally – I'll never forgive any and everybody who ever told me at one point that Carson Wentz is better than Cam Newton. But that's another story, okay? Carson Wentz has been tremendously bad, you know? <laughs> and, and it's kind of like you look at that Eagles team and it's like they don't – on paper, they don't wow you. But they should not be 0-2-1, which they tied against the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't ask me how they tied against the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, week three of a COVID-filled season, this is the last thing you expect to happen. But they tied. So they're 0-2-1. And and Carson Wentz is still going to be QB1. Now, if you ask me, I think, you know, I I give Carson a solid three or four more weeks before, you know, we start hearing Jalen Hurts chatter. I give him a solid three to four more weeks because he has been bad. Like, if you – that team's old line is not great, but at the same time, it's looking more and more every week like Carson Wentz is the problem. That, that it's just, <laughs> it's looking like that, man. Because there, there's he's missing. Granted, his receivers are you know failing to get separation, and you know, like I said, the old line is not that great. But Wentz, he's he's not making great reads. He's not making sharp throws. He's missing open targets by a, a wide margin. Like it's just. It's looking bad up there in Philly, man. How did you feel about that one? I don't know if you watched that game, but how did you feel about that one? I I really didn't see the ending of that game. You know, I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow, but I did not. I really did not know they tied. Wow, I thought that I thought the Eagles had made a field goal or something. Wow. Well, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) it's crazy to see that their running game was actually on point. Miles Sanders was out there hooping, 18 carries, 95 yards. But Carson Wentz, and to be fair, his 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 best receiver is Greg Ward Jr. So I mean, you know, right, 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 right. Not not to give him any excuses because you're you're right. He has been playing. What's the verb you use? Tremendously bad. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. He has been playing pretty poor, and that's something that going back uh, a few years to the Super Bowl season, he didn't even play in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. we you can't really tell what a quarterback is made of until they play into those high pressure situations. And Carson Wentz just doesn't seem like the franchise type. I'm, I'm sorry to say it. I, I was one of those people who believed he was better than Dak at one point. And right now that it's not looking too good. It's not, I think he can turn it around. Maybe if he had new scenery, Um, maybe if he had a new system where he doesn't have to throw the ball 50 times a game, I, I really don't know, but, 
right now it's not looking like Carson Wentz is that guy. And I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to see some shine sometime. Listen, I, th- I think it's coming soon. I, I really do. But um, listen, we got time to talk about maybe two, two or three more quarterbacks. But um, let's talk about Fitz Magic. You touched on him earlier, man. Now, Fitzpatrick is another one of those guys. That's good for a solid four to five games a year. But after that, it's just kind of like downhill. It tails off. You try to pay on a franchise contract. He doesn't produce and, you know, back to the run with being a back quarterback again. And he comes in and somehow, you know, just, just plays plays great. Like, I, it just – Fitzpatrick is one of the most confusing players in the league. Like, okay, so uh, – and I'll read you the stats from last game. They played, um, they played Jacksonville, right? Fitzpatrick was 18 for 20. 90 percent completion percentage, 100, 160 yards. Granted, I mean, he only did 25 160 yards, but he was 18 for 20. That's hard wow. to do. That is incredibly hard to do. Not to mention they won 31 to 13, okay? So it's like he plays like he played week one against New England, and it's kind of like, all right, well, yeah, that's Fitzpatrick. You expect that. But then he plays like this, and it's like, whoa, Fitzpatrick? Like, it, what? It makes no sense how he – he's the ultimate journeyman QB. Literally, NFL history or NFL highlights, they put together a clip of him throwing the football to all of these Hall of Fame wide receivers, Ocho Cinco, Andre Johnson, just a plethora, DeAndre Hopkins. And it's like he was on – it seemed like he was on every single team in the NFL. And this man – I'll I'll never forget his season with the Jets when he was uh, balling out with Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. I don't know how this man can go one game with 95% completion percentage. He can throw five, six touchdowns, no interceptions. And then literally, literally, he sits down, watches some film, comes out the next Sunday, and throws five interceptions. He makes no sense. He really makes no sense, but... I'm all in on Fitzmagic. I'm all in. I love the character. I love – he's confusing. He is. He is. But when he's on, when he's on, he might be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. When he's on, and that's very few times, but when he's on, I, he, he's like the J.R. Smith of football. That J. He is so <laughs> streaky. And I've never seen that before from an NFL QB. He's so streaky. Man, I, I totally agree. I, it's just, it, it's super confusing to watch. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's cool. He'll be good until like week nine. And then it's just kind of <laughs> like, all right, it's Fitzpatrick. Let's let's get over this. But, um, <laughs> well, uh, well, I, well, we'll, we'll talk about this. And I don't know if you saw the game last night. I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. We were in the group chat blowing it up. But the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the scariest teams that I've seen in my lifetime. Not only because they can do anything they want at any time they want. It's just the fact that, like, it, it's just how do you stop it? How do you stop it? Like, as a, if, if, you're, if you're a defensive coordinator and you're trying to game plan against, you know, Patrick Mahomes or whatnot, it's just like, what, 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 what do you do? Like, a prime example, man. This, this is like... Kudos to Eric ben- Eric Benemy and um, Andy Reid for you know scheming up what they scheme up and you know allowing the defenders to get the ball in space. But I saw the I saw the Kansas City Chiefs run. I, I don't know if you want to call it a 
triple fake screen. Like they faked those, faked the screen to the right, faked the screen to the left, and ended up throwing Mike screen to Travis Kelsey. You know how much time that takes to fake one baseball turn, fake two to the left, and then throw it to the like that is it's picture perfect scheme. And when you have playmakers like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins has rejuvenated his career. When you have playmakers like that, and then you're scheming up plays like you can't stop it, you cannot stop it, and it's scary, man. It's scary. It it really is. And Kenny, I told you this like off air, but I really believe, <laughs> I really believe Patrick Holmes might be the greatest QB in NFL history. I I, I can't lie to you, because the plays that he makes with his arms is just insane. It re- I don't think I've seen a QB with this amount of throwing power and accuracy, both on the run and also just in the pocket. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers, comparable. But Jesus, Patrick Mahomes does it all. And like you pointed out, the weapons that they have, Tyreek Hill, one of the fastest people in the NFL. And they picked up the rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU. Yeah. And him along with Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. I mean – you just can't stop that offense. You just can't. You just all you can do is hope and pray that he has a four and out. You just gotta hope and pray that he misses a pass because you just can't. And combine that with the coaching scheme that they have going on. Like Bill Belichick may be the greatest scheming coach, um, defensive wise, but offensively, Andy Reid. Andy Reid might be like the the Dan Tony of the NFL. And I, I'm sorry to make these comparisons, but. Andy Reid's offensive guru and mind is just ridiculous. Uh, and uh, credit to being me as well. And along with that, I I don't know Lamar Jackson. What happened to him? Okay, he- so 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 let me say this. I, I do agree that Lamar did not play great. But by the same token, you know, I, I kind of watched the majority of that game. Mark Andrews didn't help him. <laughs> he didn't help the cause either, bro. Mark Andrews dropped a solid six passes. <laughs> Two of them that were in the end zone that should have been touchdowns. So it's kind of like, yeah, Lamar didn't play great, but when your tight end has gimmies like that, he's got to catch him. He, tight, end, tight end has to be your safety blanket no matter what level of football you're playing at. Got to be your safety blanket. But Kenny, even if the tight end caught all of that, this man was 15 for 28, 97 yards passing, Kenny. 97, not even 100 97 yards passing. Even if Matt Mark Andrews had caught all of those passes, at most he'd have 140 yards passing. That's still a bad game. A very, yes. very bad game. So, I agree. Look, and it, right. I, I, I was about to say it blows my mind that, you know, we see Lamar Jackson. He's the reigning MVP. He was mm-hmm. number one in the NFL players poll about best um, players in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes was number four. And we saw him in the highlights. You know, he had that one, two, three, four up there to resemble that. This man is yeah. not – Patrick Mahomes is not nothing to play around, and Lamar Jackson got to step up. Um, So, I'm not going to go as far as saying Lamar Jackson step up. I think that – I definitely think that just the Kansas City defense had – you know what I'm saying? They had Baltimore in a the box. They had him in jail, you know. And at the end of the day, it's just kind of like it's a team thing. They got to come together and figure out how to beat that as a team. But I, I will say, when it comes to Kansas City, it's, it's looking really, really scary as far as, like, a repeat championship. And, I mean, that doesn't happen often, if at all, in the NFL. 
rarely do we see repeat champions, but it's looking more and more like that because it's like they're, like you said, they're explosive. They're, you know, damn near unstoppable on offense. They had the, the, the reigning league MVP in jail <laughs> last <laughs> night on defense. Like, it's, it's looking scary. The only team that I – well, I'm not going to say the only team, but one of the few teams that I can see maybe competing with them in the AFC Championship to get to the – because they, if they get to the championship, I think it's GG's. I think they're beating anybody out the East. And, I mean, that's not saying that's not a slight on anybody in NFC. NFC has some great, outstanding talent, but I just don't see anybody stopping them. But – and you're gonna slam you're gonna slam me for this, but should the Patriots trade and get some get get a receive get a legitimate threat at receiver? I, I don't know, Chief. I don't know. That'll be a good AFC, AFC championship game. That'll be a great game. But the, I mean go ahead. The the Patriots defense is lacking. I'm sorry. The defense the Patri- is lacking. That that defense, unless they have the the ultimate game plan to stop Patrick Mahomes, it's just it can't stop that offense. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, the Chiefs are dropping 42 on their heads, easy. And if Cam Newton doesn't, it, you know, w- with the weapons they have now, no chance. Like you said, they'd have to make a trade to even compete. That's but, what I'm saying. But but say say somehow, some way, Robert Kraft and Billy B pull it off somehow. Make a blockbuster trade and grab Odell in the middle of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Long shot trade on easy Madden <laughs> GMO rookie <laughs> second for a second round pick Odell for a second. <laughs> Man, I I don't know. Like I said, I I'm glad the football is back. I'm glad the football is back. But in saying that, glad I'm glad the football is back. It could very well be gone in a matter of weeks. Mm. It could very well be gone because there has been a COVID, a COVID cluster identified within um, what is it, the Titans and the Vikings? I think what it was, was just it? the Titans currently. But the Vikings are like the Vikings shutting down stuff, yeah. right? But the Titans have, I think it was two players and excuse me, three players, five um, five of like the staff uh, members that have contracted the virus and tested positive. Um, so my question to you is. We we knew this was coming. We knew eventually that you know somebody would uh, it would happen. Like they would, wouldn't have a perfect season. Where do you see this going, um, in in the coming weeks? Like how do you see this progressing? Kenny, right. I see this going one of two ways, and I'm gonna preface this by saying that there's one way specifically that I wanted to go, but it might just go the other way. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with option one. Option one is that. The NFL shuts down. The NFL shuts down. Um, this spreads on to another team. The Vikings test positive as well. And they have to shut down their facilities. And Titans shut down their facilities. And it throws off completely the NFL schedule. The second way I see, the second way I see this going is that the Titans and the Vikings find a way to schedule their game. They sit out all of their players and employees that have tested positive for the two weeks of quarantine or however long it takes for the virus to leave. And then they start up the schedule again with the postponements of their games and they're back to normal in, in inaugurated or integrated back into the NFL world. And everything is all sweet again. Everything's all sweet again. However, 
I really can see this. I really can see this going down the NFL shutdown path. And that's only if if another two, I'm going to say three teams. If three more teams have clusters, they're just, unless there's a very few amount of people, like four people that can get um, quarantined. But if it's eight like the Titans, I can just see them shutting this whole thing down. And not only will the NFL be shut down, Fans won't be able to see any uh, NFL games. DraftKings stocks will go down yet again. And also, fantasy will go away. So that's definitely not the position I wanted to go down, but it very it very well could. It very well could. Listen, man, I completely agree with you. Um, like you said, it, the one or two ways it can go down, I definitely see the first options you presented as – the more realistic option that it might very well happen. Um, it's not a bubble format like the NBA, so there's not, you know, a secure format that, you know, kind of keep it, keep the virus out. But I, I will say, and I was watching the Pat McAfee show earlier today, um, they definitely, it was a scenario that, like, if, if they figure out, like, you know, what to do as far as, like, if they end up canceling the game, because, like, the NFL still, like, has the game on schedule for this Sunday. Like, it's still on as of right now. So should they end up playing the game somehow, some way, without practicing at all these next five days? I don't know how you do that, but, I mean, should they figure that out, then, boom, we've got no issue. But I saw a thing where it's like if they reschedule it, I think it was um, the because the, they played Pittsburgh this Sunday. Essentially, if they end up rescheduling this game, Pittsburgh has a bye, like, unintentionally. It's, it's not Pittsburgh's fault. They didn't do anything wrong, but Pittsburgh ends up having a bye. Uh, along with the Titans, they end up having a buy as well. Um, and it's like a way that they can set up, like, with moving games around, like, maybe one yes. one week or so with, like, teams that have buys. That, and they end up playing, like, yes. week seven or something week like eight. that. So there's definitely, there's, there's definitely a scenario that this can be figured out. I just think that, you know, like you said, <laughs> the shutdown is, like, definitely the more viable option. And that's kind of sad because – you know what I'm saying? I'm great no in fantasy right now. I'm great in fantasy. My fantasy team is balling, so I, I, I'd hate to I'd, see that. I'd really away. hate to see it, too, because they really did – well, I won't say they tried their hardest because it seemed like they didn't do anything at all. But but they tried their hardest. You know, they, they removed all the fans from the games. It looked like everything was back to normal. So I really hope that, you know, this was just a – not a fluke, but this was just uh, an isolated event. It won't happen again to any team. Or if it does happen to another team, you know, it's it's taken care of. It's just one team. It's, it stays within that um, bubble, for for lack of a better term. And it doesn't spread around through, throughout the NFL. Because if it, if it goes out to the NFL then or the rest of the NFL, then it's really the, – the games are done. The games are done. NFL is not back no more. Bad sportsmanship. We won't be able to see it. Won't be able to clown our favorite players. Mm. Uh, touchdown celebration. It's, it's a lot of bad things that happens with football not being here. So I really hope that this is an isolated event and they will take better care, better precautions in the, in the future. Right, right. I definitely agree. Um, like you said, you you said they tried their best. I I don't <laughs> I don't think they tried at all. I think they just said, you know what, no fans. Let's play football. <laughs> and I mean. Granted, they, they had protocols in place, you know what I'm saying? You, you Obviously, you couldn't just – it's not normal because nothing is normal. But at the same time, it's just kind of like how do you play football in a safe envir- environment with a global pandemic going? 
are happening. It's it's virtually impossible because you can't put these players in a bubble. In order to put these players in a bubble, you literally it, it, <laughs> you need basically a whole state. You got to shut the whole state down <laughs> to to put thirty two teams within a bubble. Like it's that that that's hard. That's a big operation. So I mean, hey, you know, hopefully they they figure this out. And it's just kind of like one of those things where. I don't know, the delivery man had COVID and <laughs> caught somebody lacking or something like that. <laughs> Hopefully it was just a a, a wild, uh, random, you know, experience. But, um, man, if that were to go away, that'd be terrible. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll jump into fantasy. Like I said, I'm 3-0. I don't know how your team is doing, but um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara saved the day once more. Came through, dropped 44 points for your boy, so... You know, I, I'm I'm sitting pretty. I'm sitting at the top of top of my division, top of the league as far as points go. And um, Corey <laughs> is a fluke. Just, just say that. Just say that. I don't know how this man is still three and zero after trading every two seconds. <laughs> it seems like everybody always on the board, but hey. Corey does not trade anybody. That's the crazy thing. He just says this person is on the block. This person is on the block, and he does not trade them. Do you know how many times I've tried to actually talk a legit trade with this guy? And he just he he wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't accept it. it it's usually it's usually vice versa because he just sends awful trades, like Jesus Christ. But Kenny, my team, I I don't understand this. I really don't. I had a star-studded team. I said it in like podcast six, podcast five, one of the two. I have Russell Wilson at QB, and thank God I have him because he just carries my team every week. I had Christian McCaffrey. I had Antonio Gibson, the rookie from the Redskins. I know everyone clowns me. They don't know who that is, but okay, it's whatever. Keenan Allen from the Chargers. Keenan <laughs> Allen from the I had Jarvis Landry. Ty T. Y. Hilton. I, had, I was set. George Kittle. I was set. I was supposed to be the number one team. Easy. And then Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. The entire 49ers roster, 49ers roster gets hurt. Like they have what? What they have? Like 20 people on IR. Most of them starters. It, it, it makes no sense. And I started off 0 for 2, 0, 0 and 2, and I've lost both games by a combined like 20 points. So it's just like, man, it was a tough start. You know, I, maybe I can turn it around. Chris McCaffrey hurt really ruined my mood and everything like that. But. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go on my little, uh, my little rant. You know, I'm, I'm gonna call this man out. Coley Kilpatrick, the worst fantasy mm-hmm. player I've ever played against in my life. The worst, easily, <laughs> easily, the worst player to ever pick up the game of fantasy. This man all week long, all week long. And Kenny, you are my witness. All week long, Coley Kilpatrick yeah. has been calling me out. He changed his name to Seraphin Sucks, and I can't say the term on here. I can't say the term. It's an explicit. Yeah. Seraphin sucks explicit. Right. And this man, this man continuously degraded my team. I was 0 for 2. He made sure I knew I was 0 for 2. He made sure. And I told him I was going to see him in a constellation. But then I found out. I found out by the luck of the Irish that I played him the next week. And get you know what exactly what I did? Demolished this man by 40, 50 <laughs> points. 50 points. I beat this man, yeah. my fantasy team that was once 0-2. Demolished this man, Coley. Coley. Demolished him to a point that he changed his name before this, the game even ended. He changed his name. 
I couldn't even get a free shot in because he changed his name. This man, Coley, and if you're listening to this, Coley, you are the worst fantasy football player I have ever witnessed, okay? And I will not see you in a constellation anymore because I'm running the table. I'm running the table. I have new wings. I picked up ooh, some people ooh, from the waiver ooh. wire. Naheem Hines is back on it. Keenan Allen is back on it. Russell Wilson is, has always been on it. And I will not be seeing you in a constellation, sir. And I can't wait for you to buy the whole league donuts because you will end up in last place. That's all I have to say. Listen. <laughs> Bad sportsmanship, people. We love it. Oh, I forgot. Bad my sportsmanship. There you go. That's the name of the game. <laughs> Bad sportsmanship, but uh, you said something about running the tables. I don't know about that, was Chief. Uh, I don't know. Me, Josh is pretty good. I just beat Josh's team barely uh, by, like, a couple points or so. That was a good game. But um, Corey's a fluke, so we know he'll probably be, like, the fourth seed or whatever. I think Javon's the fourth seed right now, but Javon's as <laughs> fluky as they come. His team is terrible. His team name is terrible. I'm trying to push that Dwight Howard terrible with the White Howard meme. Like <laughs> that meme stinks, bro. I don't know if you're listening. That meme stinks. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. But um, I don't know, man. It, maybe you could sneak into that four seed. But if you get that four seed, you're gonna run into me and lose again. So don't be. I mean, don't hey, be surprised because my own. team. No, really, honestly, my team is star studded. If it's healthy. My team, you know, they're performing, they're underperforming right now, and they're injured, so that makes sense. They're underperforming right now. But I still dropped 157, 157 with injured players and some randoms from the waiver wire. So I'm I'm telling you, this is not this is one of those matchups where it's like LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers as a fourth seed. That's what it is. I'm sneaking into the playoffs, but you do not want to face me. Whoa, you do not want to face me. I just whoa, want to let you know that right now. There. I just want to know that now. Stop right there. Did you just compare yourself to LeBron James? Did I just hear that? Did I just hear that? Coming for vengeance. Coming for vengeance. On wax. Yes, you did. With conviction. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to hold on to it. Hey, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I'm one for two. I'm one and two now. Listen, you know, I got more points for than points against. I'm one and two. I'm gonna go two and two next week. It don't matter who I play. I just know my team is gonna perform. The week after that, you know, whoever I run into, Josh. Listen, Josh. He he has a good team, but his team does not scare me. Your team, it's a good team. It low key does scare me just a little bit, but yeah, I don't. My my court my QB. Listen, my Q, my QB one and my RB two scored like eighteen combined points, and we still put up one fifty and one or one sixty and one. So, hey, listen, Kenny, <laughs> listen. I can see. I can I see. Listen, I, I don't wish this upon my worst enemy, but all it takes, all it takes, Kenny, is one COVID case on your team, and you're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Just one. Relax. Just one. <laughs> Relax. Oh my God, Jesus Christ, bro! That if you talk that up, bro, uh, I'm, I'm gonna need a. Uh, you gonna get a happy five from the league on it? You talk that one up, bro. <laughs> Josh got to start coming down with some fines, <laughs> some penalties, bro. Cause that listen, that'll ruin a man's whole seat. Two weeks, 
That'll ruin oh. man whole season, bro. And it's like I can't, I can't drop him because if I drop him, <laughs> y'all just gonna pick him up. So that's hey, so you oh, it's looking but, sweet for you right but, now. You know you can you can say this from your three and zero position, but always look behind your shoulder because you got people coming. You got four seed brawn behind your rearview mirror. So don't don't even worry about it. I'm gonna see you up there. I'm gonna see you up there. I can tell you that. Listen, that sounds good, but I've always been under the, you know what I'm saying, the mindset that, hey, if I'm in first, I don't look back. We're going forward. Catch me if you can, and but you can, I don't think you will. You run out of gas. Straight and like that. Buckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, we'll, we'll transition into our last topic. We'll talk about the NBA. Um, Bron, AD, playoff Rondo and the boys. 4-1. That, that's, that's the name of the game. 4-1 in all three series. E- each time, whenever that team won a game, somebody did something super. Russell Westbrook yelling <laughs> at the babies and stuff. Damian Lillard shimmying in the corner. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamal Jamal Murray shimmying at half court. They all rose. They all fell just like that. But... um. Same thing with the Heat. The Heat are the Heat have only lost like I think three or I four believe, games. Playoffs. I believe they lost. Somebody, yeah. four, I don't. If I'm not mistaken, no, they swept two. They only lost two. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I, I didn't have the um the the bracket pulled up in front of me, but yeah, man, it, this this is gonna be a great matchup. Well, on paper, it's be a great matchup. Honestly, I think the Lakers win in five. That's just me. Um, you know. On paper, it's going to be a great matchup. Jimmy's uh, fire, fiery play, just passionate play. You know, him willing that team. Bam is Bam, is Bam. Bam is good. You know, he, he holds down the paint. Um, Tyler Hero, mm. baller, out of nowhere. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see. But how do you feel about this um, this series going into the finals? <laughs> how good is the field to finally Ooh. get to an NBA finals? Yeah, Kenny. I can speak to you because you know I'm a real Lakers fan. I've been there since 06, back when I was a baby watching yeah. Kobe Bryant on ABC, you know, drop drop bucket after bucket. And now to be back in the NBA Finals as a Laker fan, it's, 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 it's a mixed bag feeling because I expected this. I really did, you know. I thought that the Lakers, as soon as they picked up AD, were going to the Finals. Many people did, and many people were right. So... <laughs> Is what I saw a tweet on Twitter that said um, the Heat won their first round in, in four, the second round in five, third round in six. So that means they're winning the finals in seven. Well, I'll go ahead and put it on record. Not right now. Lake, Lakers in five. Uh, <laughs> Lake, <laughs> no, <laughs> Lakers in five. <laughs> listen, listen, Jimmy Butler is good and all. You know, a lot of people boost him. But I think it's gotten to the point where actually Jimmy Butler is overrated. Jimmy Butler... He wasn't even the number one option on his team. He was the number three option on his own team, Kenny. I don't think he scored more than 20 points more than two games uh, in the last series. I, it was Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic. I, I don't know where he came from. And Bam Adebayo. So it's crazy to me that people have been boosting up Jimmy Butler. What, <laughs> what's going to happen? They have the defenders, yes. They have Jimmy, Iggy. You know, Iggy shows up for the big shots. Oh, my God. Last game going five for five out of nowhere. <laughs> Fade <laughs> Fade the universe. The universe. <laughs> Martians have the death beam pointed at us. 
I want Igud. Listen, hey, Max Max was probably right about that. Max Kellerman. Uh, the way, oh, the way he it. was playing stop yesterday, it. if the if the death beam is pointed at Earth, I want that Igudala as well. I mean, listen. Hey. That was the first time that Igudala showed up <laughs> hey, all But no head, the biggest no. games, and that's all that matters. But you got Iggy, you got Jimmy, you got Bam, and Jay Crowder. Um, that's pretty much – I, I'm forgetting the dunk champion's name, um, but Derrick Jones Jr., there you go. And that's pretty much what they have in terms of defense. Now, offense, they have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic. Those they they have a weird roster buildup because they have they don't have two-way players. They have usually they have a player that can either shoot ridiculously well or they have a player that can either rebound or take people off the dribble so it's just it's a weird skill set that they have but i can tell you right now if dwight howard is on the floor with ad please tell me which one of them that bam out of bio is guarding he got a shot at guarding dwight howard but i mean if he's on ad yeah, bless the baby. He's, he's getting he's 50. getting cooked. He's going to get cooked. Okay, cooked. All right. If he guards AD, but if you if he doesn't guard AD, then who's going to guard AD? Who? Who? Igudala? Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Like I said, listen. I agree, man. Like I said, you you talking as far as just the post? We haven't even gotten to talk about who's going to guard Brock. I mean it. Igudala can guard, bro. Igudala is kind of old, man. Igudala is kind of old now. And I know Jimmy Butler may might be able to slide down from two and guard, bro. But at the same time, Bron is Bron. Playoff Bron is hot. I don't think anybody can stop that man. It, it's it's like a freight train running dead at you, and it's like you can't stop it. Then he'll pull up to shoot his little heat check. They'll look at his hand, <laughs> shoot his little heat check three from the logo, and it goes in like it's just. It does. It doesn't make any that you. We should we appreciate greatness while it's here, man. Because when this when this guy leaves, I don't know. I, I'm not looking forward to Giannis being the face of the NBA. Hey, the NBA is in good hands, it. you know. With Luca, I, I want to say Giannis, but the way he be performing sometimes. Don't, hey, don't but say Luka, Giannis. <laughs> Giannis at the crib right now <laughs> on the couch. Luca is somebody that I can trust to get the game of basketball in the hands of. But you, what were you about to say? No, I was saying Lucas yeah, special. But, but. Yeah, beyond the point, I mean, there's Braun. Yeah, okay. You see, Jimmy Butler can guard him, but Jimmy Butler is gonna be really tired as well on the offensive end. But who, like, when they get a switch onto Duncan Robinson and they have LeBron posting backing him down, I mean, it's <laughs> either two points, a foul, or open three. <laughs> it's one of those three options that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen every single time. So he's not – Braun is not like Giannis, and Miami did an excellent job of building a wall of having, like, three defenders looking at him. Braun can fling that cross-court skip pass with some heat on it right into the three-point shooter's hands. Marcus Morris has been lights out in the playoffs. Alex Caruso can't shoot. I don't know what happened to his shot. But KCP, <laughs> you know, he used to have the, the ankle bracelet, the ankle monitor, but he's back. He's back. I never doubted him. I never doubted him. Man, K- KCP is still KCP. No matter how good he plays, he's still good for at least five nut shots a game that don't need to go up, bro. I will I will never forget. Close out game against the Nuggets, man. 
I'm watching it with my boy Cam and Zay. We're in there watching the game. KCP <laughs> through the leg, between cross, step back three. A minute and 30 left, up by five. Why would you even shoot a step back three? Mind you, the shot clock is at like 11. So they had time. They had time, but this man is just shooting like heat check shots. Like, you don't got that kind of standing. <laughs> I don't shooting. think you I'm have the shots, facilities bro. for that, big man. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Real talk. Like, that is not your forte. No, no. Don't do what that. is really not somebody's forte is any time, and I mean any time, that Danny Green puts the ball on the court. <laughs> Anytime it's not a catch and shoot, Kenny, it's nothing good that happens. I've never seen a man. <laughs> this man has the worst layup package in the history of the NBA. I mean, the, this man would be two feet away from the basket, Kenny, and his, his layup would hit the top of the backboard, and that's it. I've never seen nothing like it. And it seems like at this point he can't even shoot either. Like, I don't know what happened to his game. He just – he forgot how to shoot. He got paid 20, 15 mil for, per year, and he just forgot how to shoot. And then every time he dribbles the ball, it's either a turnover or a completely brick layup. That's brick so bad you can't even get the board. So, Danny Green, I'm just so glad that the other role players have been able to step up. Alex Caruso, he's been – for as bad as he's been shooting, he's been able to get some cuts, some layups, and he's just been playing lockdown defense. KCP, same thing. He's actually been shooting well. I think in the Western Conference Finals, he shot 44% from three, 51% from the field. So KCP has been showing up. Marcus Morris, he, he's been lights out in the playoffs. He can't play defense to save his life, but he's been lights out. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrespect Marcus – Oh. Markeith like that. Oh, my God. No, Marcus Morris is at home with the rest of the Clippers. They over there in Cancun. <laughs> Cancun on three. <laughs> so, oh, like man. I said, you know, Lakers in five. And I think this is a perfect segue into to the Clippers. <laughs> Listen, I don't got nothing to say. Them boys at the crib eating eat wine and cheese and crackers. Watching the game, so hey, Lou Will can go to Magic City all he wants to. <laughs> he at the crib now. <laughs> oh my god! I, I I don't have much to say about them. They're just at the crib. We, we knew that they are like that dude said in that one NFL interview. I think he played for like the Browns or something. Or he was talking about the Browns. They are who we <laughs> thought they were. They are who we thought they were in the discussion. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy to me, bro. It's crazy to me that they were doing all of this clowning. The 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 Los Angeles Clippers, the 2019-2020 Los Angeles Clippers might go down in history as one of the most unlikable teams in the NBA ever. I mean, you have Patrick Beverly, you have Paul George. I mean, Paul George. I don't know how he turned from Indiana Pacers challenging LeBron James to Game Seven, Paul George, that everyone looked up to, and now he just he he just can't show up in the playoff games. He just can't. You know, you had him, Luke Will, talking about some. You know, have there's ever ever any been a team that had two 18 points per game scores off the bench? You know, they they might boo us at our own parade. It's just ridiculous quotes that these people have been saying. You got Marcus Morris trying to fight every player on every single team. So it's just, this was easily one of the most unlikable teams in the NBA. And the fact that they couldn't even get past the second round, I mean, the second round, they had to, <laughs> they had to fire uh, 
Doc Rivers. They they had to. They, they, had, they had no choice. They had no choice but to. They pulled up his stats. They said Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers had three first round exits in the seven years. Three first round exits, three second round exits, and two three one blown leads. Wow. Wow. Hey man. Hey. Karma caught him. Karma is serious. It'll come back to bite you every time. It will. So it's, but um, it's it's crazy to me, you know. Like you said, shout out to Dennis Green, <laughs> coach at Arizona, former coach at Arizona. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. Fraud. Exactly. Complete frauds. But um, shoot, man, that's all I got for this episode. You got anything else you want to say before that's we get it. out of here? I just wanted to say, you know, as as every episode, shout out to the viewers or listeners, I should say, um, I want to take a, another time out of my day to give a descent towards Coley Kilpatrick. Again, Coley, you are the worst fantasy player I've ever played against, and I suggest that you delete the app. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate that uh, message towards our principal, too. <laughs> <laughs> you should log off as well, sir. But um, yeah, man. If, if that's it, you know we're bi-weekly now. We'll be back uh, every two weeks, and um, that's it, man. It's been another episode of And Then Number Two. I uh, appreciate you guys for listening as always, and um, we're out of here. Thank you guys for listening.